This Wellness Couch podcast proudly brought to you by the Nourish Me Organics Gut Health Gurus podcast hosted by food scientist Kribben Govinda. If you're fascinated by all things gut health, the microbiome, fermented foods, mental health, mitochondrial health and more, then search for the Nourish Me Organics Gut Health Gurus podcast on your favorite podcast app and get listening. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Yasu to you and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you live from Ikaria, the village of Nars, with the great man himself, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, legend. It's so great to be here with you. Now, when we did record this first intro, we were in the bus on the way uh, exploring on our way to Seychelles Beach, which the- was beautiful. The most beautiful beach in all of Ikaria, maybe in all of the world. In the world. And I have to say that the reason why we're redoing this is because I was feeling crook. I got a little bit of motion sickness. It was Not emotion sickness. <laughs> motion sickness. Uh, I had a few too many eggs. Then we're at the back of the bus. It was really hot and uh, I was feeling a bit nauseous. So, I dropped the ball. So, we're re-recording the, uh, the intro. This is the intro. And gee, I'll tell you what, when you reflect and you listen to what we've recorded uh, live with Marika, who's unbelievable, mate, unbelievable. So we've been here five days. We're essentially halfway through our third longevity experience here. And Marika is essentially the next-door neighbor of our host, Thea Perikos. And Marika is 87 years of age. Her husband, Jacobus, Jacobus, like Jacob in Australian yes. or in English, I should say. <laughs> uh, they were very kind to have us and our uh, longevity experience attendees here. This is probably going to be a triple episode because we ask Marika many questions. Uh, we ask how the rise of popular or the rise in popularity of longevity has um, impacted the island of Ikaria. How the sense of community and socialising nourishes the people here. Uh, the diet Marika and her family have lived on. The role of herbs to help heal the body. Ikaria for me is like one big herb garden. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, the Icarian sense of humor, the Icarian rituals around grieving. There is so much wisdom on the patio of Marika and Jacobus as we go next door for a wonderful interview. We talk about the role of women on the island. Um, this is a great section because given the climate around female empowerment and equality, she has some incredible things to say. We speak about the role of faith in longevity, in this case, the Greek Orthodox religion and some personal superstitions. Uh, Marika keeps. there is so much in this jam-packed triple episode of 100 Not Out. After each topic, Damo and I are going to come back in. We'll discuss in more detail what Marika has to say. Um, a conversation with Marika is translated into English by a wonderful host here, Thea Parikos. Uh, the questions come from our attendees um, and Damien and myself here at the 100 Not Out Longevity Experience. To find out more about this trip and to apply for our 2020 experience, simply head on over to 100notout.com. For now, let's take you onto the patio of Marika and Jacobus in the small village here of Nas on the island where people forget to die, the beautiful Greek island of Ikaria. Enjoy. Yamas. All right, everybody, we're all related at this point. Yeah. Ilya and Irini are cousins. Ilya and so everybody in this village is related. Everyone is descended from four or five brothers. 
Okay, and every family here is in line with one of these brothers. So the last name is going to be Meli. The most common last name is Meli because that was the last name, the family name. So, for example, my husband's last name is Rikos, but his mother's last name was Meli. You know what I'm saying? So it's Meli and Karutsu, mostly. So that's why everybody here is either cousins, in-laws, like sister-in-law, brother-in-law, that kind of a thing. Nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles. Um, so my kids with the girls next door at the, at the restaurant next to us are third cousins. And with oh. the kids across the road, third cousins. But they're all around within like six or seven years age difference. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool because they hang out together too. But for us, third cousins is still considered close family ties. Fourth cousins, you're part, you're, you're like um, clan, I guess would be the word, but not immediate family, but you're still family. Okay, yeah. So, at what so point you can marry, can your, fourth marry cousin? your cousin. Yeah. You can marry your fourth cousin. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to marry your third cousin. Right. I think legally you're allowed to marry your second cousin wow. by law. Wow. But it's, wow. I think so. I think it's the same yeah. in the States, though. Yeah, it yeah. is the same in the States. Yeah, but it's very, marry. yeah, yeah. But it's here it's frowned upon. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, a lot of times when you hook up with somebody, you don't know. No, <laughs> a cousin of Elias fell in love with a guy that she ended up marrying, and after she got pregnant, she found out that they were related because they were in the city. They weren't around the family, and so nobody really knew who the you know they knew his first name, but they didn't know his, who his family was. And that was like run to the doctor, have all the tests, make sure everything's okay. They only had one child, um, but they didn't know they were related. Um, yeah, no, they were second cousins. We, we frown upon it. Back in the day, there was a lot of inbreeding going on when communities were more isolated and things of that sort. Um, but not like in other parts of the world where they do it to keep the wealth or something. Just because, hey, that's who's around, you know. So, anyway, okay, I'll shut up. Let's see. Yeah. My husband has he has nine aunts and uncles, right? Yeah, so her her kids are second cousins with my husband. So the first cousins, one of his first cousins actually sat down to the family tree and tried to find all the first cousins. And then you get into second and third? I mean, you're lost. You know, it really expands quickly. Okay, I'm going to shut up now so you can start asking questions. Oh, well, um, first of all, we just want to thank uh, Marika and Jakos. Jakobo. Jakobo. Yeah, sincere gratitude and thanks for having us in your beautiful home and on your beautiful island. Um, we're so grateful that you allow us to, to come in and, and spend quality time. I think the first question on, on behalf of the group is, how do you feel yeah, Ikaria um, is changing with the, the great interest that we all have in, in how you live your wonderful lives? So, first of all, I want to thank you for having us here in the house. It's their pleasure to have you here. I want to ask you 
How do you see things changing? You said yes. Yeah. Και έρχεται ο ένα, φεύγει, λέει στην Ικαρία: Πάμε, μα δέχονται, μα θέλουν στα σπίτια του, χωρί να μα γνωρίζουν, χωρί να κάνουν. Ε, είναι η φύση μα τέτοια, να αγαπάμε του ανθρώπου. Για φιλοξενία μιλάμε τώρα. Ναι. Για φιλοξενία. Όχι Α, απάνω στο θέμα μακροχρονιζό, απλώ για να μιλήσουμε. Όχι, δεν είναι ζωή. Όχι. Δεν είναι ζωή. Πώ αρέσει το ξένο. Οκ, There's a word in Greek called philoxenia, which doesn't really translate in English. It's literally the meaning is friend of a stranger, but it can be construed as hospitality, but that doesn't cover it. There's a whole philosophy behind it. And the Icarians are really full on in this in this particular thing. So when you come to Ikaria, people open their homes to you, their doors are open, but in every sense of the word, not just, oh, here's a glass of water, be on your way. But, oh, come and sit down, have some coffee. How are you? Do you need help with something? Things like this. And this is a lot of what she's talking about that people really like about Ikaria. And they come back again because they feel that they come here and they're accepted or they're welcomed. But they're not. we don't have the thing about looking at people as dollars. We look at them as people, which is what she just said. Wow. And it makes a big difference in people wanting to come again. We have people who've been coming for over 30 years to Ikaria. Yeah. You know. I mean, man, they are supporters of Ikaria. Yeah. Okay. I have to tell her what I said to make sure she's happy with the way I translate. Yeah, they have a warmth, a love for people in general, the Icarians do. We're different from the Greeks. Είμαστε διαφορετικοί από τους άλλους Ελληνες, δεν είμαστε. Είμαστε. Yeah, we're different from other Greeks. We're more warm and more sincere, I think. Είμαστε πιο λιγρινής και πιο ζεστή. Αυτό είμαστε προς το παρόν, είμαστε καλοί όλοι. Δεν ξέρω αργότερα. We don't know what's going to happen later, but right now that's how we are. So, what what do you think makes the Ikarians more welcoming than, let's say, the Greeks? Where do you think that comes from? Ποιος είναι ο λόγος που οι Ικαριώτες δέχονται τους ξένους με πιο ωραίο, πιο ζεστή, πιο ειλικρίνεια από άλλα μέρη της Ελλάδας. Τι μας, τι μας έκανε και ξεχωρίζομαστε, να ξεχωρίζουμε έτσι. Η φύση μας το, το φέρνει αυτό. Η από φύση πού, μας μόνο. Από πού. Αυτή την ωραία αύρα που έχουμε εδώ, το μέρος μας και αυτά και μας κάνει να είμαστε καλοί προς το, όλο τον κόσμο. Τους ανθρώπους έρχονται ξένοι τελείω. Τους πούμε, ορίστε, περάστε, δεν έχουμε να σκεφτούμε τι είναι, που πάμε, τι κάνουμε. Ναι, αλλά νομίζεις αυτό ότι είναι από τόση φύση μας, από κάπου προέρχεται αυτό, από που ήμασταν, έχει σχέση δηλαδή με τα χρόνια που ήμασταν απομονωμένοι και πρέπει να βοηθάει ο τον άλλο και μαζέμενα αυτό με τους ξένους ή αυτό χαιρόμαστε που βλέπουμε ανθρώπους. Χαιρόμαστε, χαιρόμαστε, γιατί 
Πρώτα καλά είμαστε ο ένα με τον άλλον. Αλλά και συνέχεια που έρχονται, δεν λέμε τώρα είμαστε πιο καλοί, ξέρω εγώ γιατί. Όχι, έρχονται συνέχεια σαν να είναι δικοί μα. Σαν σαν να του γνωρίζουμε του ανθρώπου αυτού. Μα έτσι είναι κιόλα. Οκ, συγγνώμη. Hold on a second, because I really got lost here. Τι θα πω τώρα, Ότι απανέκαθε το νησί μα, ήταν αγαπημένοι ο ένα με τον άλλον. Πάντοτε. Οι ανθρώποι εδώ και μετά ερχόμενοι ξένοι άνθρωποι το νιώθαμε σαν να είναι και αυτοί οι δικοί μας. So because Icarians, we'll talk more about this, but Icarians generally speaking as a rule would always come together. Okay, we have this. We might, yeah, we might fight, we might take each other to court, but the next day we'll be at the coffee house together. But we do come together. And she said, so in her opinion, this overcarried into the next step of when people would come here as strangers. Am I saying this correctly? Okay. Okay. I'm asking if I translate it good. So the warmth that we had for each other, in other words, or the coming together that we have with each other socially, when strangers come here, they don't feel like strangers. They feel more part of a community. Okay? Yeah. All right. So I don't want to... Um, can I just ask one follow-up question and then throw it open? So when we were with Yanni and Joanna maybe three years ago, I think it was when Shona was here. Yes. She shared the story, you may remember this, Daya, of it was like a, fa- a family member. Her uncle. Her yeah. uncle. Can you recount the story? Because I think this comes back to how Icarians treat people. Yeah, her uncle, um, he... I'm now I'm confusing a couple of stories, but her uncle was a, he's a New Zealand army officer and he found himself in Ikaria and was rescued here in Ikaria um, away from the, the Italians as they came to get him. But he was showing enormous hospitality because he was from New Zealand. Um, he thought it was because he was from New Zealand, but it, was, it seems that it's just because he was a person um, and he was fleeing the Italians who were very aggressive in the war. And so, Wasn't and, and then Yanni told us a story. Um, of his grand, of his dad. So Yanni told us a story of his dad when Yanni was a little boy, um, having a knife up on a up on the um, up on the on the mantelpiece on the bookshelf, and he put this in his pocket. And and when the New Zealand army officers came up from from down here, being chased by the Italian soldiers, Yanni's dad um, said to Yanni, "Go to bed." And he grabbed this knife, put it in his pocket, and then closed the door with the army officer inside the bedroom and then got the Italian officers drunk um, <laughs> and then said – and then Yanni one day asked, what did you have the, you know, the knife for? And he said, well, I, I would have to kill them, uh, but I got them drunk enough to be able to send them off. <laughs> so he didn't have to kill them, but he didn't want the New Zealand officers to be right. injured. So that, that sort of respect for humanity, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, do you think that the experiences of war on this island have had an impact on the hospitality and the welcoming? Because that is just so typical of how we view Icarians. It's like come in, even in the middle of war, come in and we will help you. you I think it goes back further. Even further. I think yeah. it goes back further. Rotaia has a problem with this philosophy that we have. And I say that it goes back further. Εγώ πίσω ότι πάει από τα χρόνια 
που μας απομονωμένοι, που πρέπει να βοηθάει ο ένας τον άλλον, ότι μας έκανε αυτό να βοηθάμε, να έχουμε αυτή την χαρακτήρα. She thinks it's in our nature. And the water is in But even if you go back further, you see this this lifestyle. So it's was it in our nature before? Was it did it become part of our nature through the centuries? Yeah, I think yeah, I think you said it definitely in nature before, and then certain challenges test that nature and, and nurtured always shines through. Yeah. So now, do you see my have to eat in your Lipon. Sinomi, I put the ε, να σου πω, πρώτα-πρώτα ότι αυτό το κάνουμε για να βοηθήσουμε και κάποιους ανθρώπους πιο έξω. Κάποιος που είναι κάπως που δεν μπορεί να ζει κάτι, και λίγο να μορφαίνουν τον τόπο μας, όλο και κάτι κάνουμε. We worked on this. We do. We do. Pay, we have a dirt road that goes up to Cristo, which is really nice. Oh, if you want to take a little walk, it's really a pretty road. Ah. Um, but we're trying to do patches of cement for the worst parts of the road and things like. You did this. the beach. Are we're wondering pardon? if this was after the Panagetti at the beach. The steps. Something's been redone at the we steps. Did, we we did the steps little last little year. Yeah. Was that yep. Panagetti money? Yes. Cool. And yes. something has this road been that either repaved or something? Money. Yeah. Yeah. So there's town beautification. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're very good. Do we have permission? Do we have his permission? He's not jealous. He just, yeah. I just asked him. Yeah. There was so much wisdom in there. Um, when we spoke to Marika, I think it was a... It was before the Panagetti. It might have been... It was a Thursday. It was the day before. Yeah. And then uh, 24 hours later... Yeah. There were 1,500 people. Yeah, 1,500 people. Um, and it was disconcerting for me. As, as someone that loves to run events, <laughs> yeah, it was so calm. And, yeah. It's funny, isn't it, because you were, you were thinking, if there's going to be 1,000 people here, we've got to get this shit organized, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this is cool, you know, kind of blah, 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 because I'm, I'm the guy who rocks up and, you know, everything's already sorted. Right. So I wasn't thinking about details. I was just going, how cool is it going to be having a 1,000 people here? And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to get goat cooked. We're going to get <laughs> chips cut. We're going to get salads made. We're going to set tables up. We're going to get lights going. The band's got to come and do a sound check, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> you're all thinking that. all this sort of thing. Yeah. Where's Ash Reader going to be? Like, How's he going to video this? How are we going to get all that? You're thinking all of these sort of technical things, and, and I wasn't thinking any of that stuff. This is what is great about you and I. I'm maybe bit, I'm big picture. And love it, and you'll find details and write down to the thing. But the Icarians nailed it. So I loved that we went there and said, Do you need a hand? Yeah. And not only did they say yes, so many people when you say, Can I help? Yeah. It's like they're too proud to. Yeah. They go, Yes, please. Yeah. Um, we're a little bit behind time. We need you to wash a thousand plates, <laughs> and we need you to cut literally 160 kilos of 
potatoes yeah. with your blunt knives yeah, because um, we've run out of knives in the village. <laughs> and no chopping boards. No chopping boards. On your hands. You cut them in your hands. Yeah. And the lady, I'd love to know her name, she was... She was a mixture of guffawing, laughing, and disgusted at my inability to cut a potato into potato chips in my hand because I was peaking that I was going to cut my finger off. Yeah, and I was cutting potato chips at Australian sizes, right? So pretty long, like half the length of your forearm. And uh, and she was not happy with that. Well, she, she was chopping those into fourths. She, was, she was picking was... yours out of the tub <laughs> and know, cutting them chop, in half. I know, chopping them down. And chopping giving down. you a greasy at greasy, the same time. shaking her head. Waving the knife at me. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I let her And down. what's no in Greek? Ahoy. Uh, anyway, it's not ne. Ne is yes is and yes. ahoy or, or something like that is, yeah. is no. And she was like, ahoy, 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 ahoy. Yeah, she wasn't happy with it. She, she actually said in Greek to Despina, these guys don't know how to cut chips. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, big shout out to Despina. It's so good to have an Australian here who can speak who can speak Greek. Yeah, grew up. In, grew up. She's a what do you say? Greek Australian. Greek Australian. She was born um, in Greece. Born in Greece. Yeah. No, sorry. Born no, in no, Australia. Said born born in Australia. Australia. Yeah. So she was the second born of the family, yeah. but born in Australia to Greek parents, and uh, yeah. she saved our soul a number so, of times. A number of times. And you hear her in the interviews. You will hear yeah. her asking questions. In Greek. In Greek. Um, I loved the energy of the Panagetti. You had 1,500 people there and not one security guard in sight, not one police man or woman. It was just such a happy event. It actually meant that you could have a party. Yeah. Because there was no security and no police officers. Uh-huh. I reckon police officers and security guards make it probably more dangerous. Because people on edge. Yeah. Everyone's just edgy. They can't relax. You feel like you're being watched. Could get tasered. Maybe, you know, yeah. gun pulled on you or whatever. It's but I just, think also in – I think it comes also down to the difference of alcohol culture. And then the way in which they consume it. There's know. no risk of people getting absolutely blotto and causing – Unless you're being Marcus um, Pierce. No, not at all. I was very oh, – I was very dignified. You, oh, I just, you, I just, were, you had the mumbles. Yeah, but I wasn't going to cause grief on anyone, no, was I? No, no I just, you're I, a happy, you're a happy tipsy guy. Yeah, we 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 ate the Australian way instead of the Icarian yeah, way, which we impacted my um, alcohol absorption. Yeah, we muffed should, it up. Should, should we say? Let's just talk about that for a second, because the way in which they do it in Ikaria for a party is that you get all your food, you put it on the table, and then you sit there and you eat over a period of time, drinking wine over a period of time that you've watered down fifty fifty. And it could take you an hour or two to get through all of that. And then you would continue to eat. You might go get some more bread, maybe some more chips, and then keep on drinking so that you don't drink too much. Um, the way we did it was that we piled our plates full of food. We scoffed it down in 15 minutes. We bolted down some wine. Then we had some dessert. Then we bolted down more wine. And then um, a few people ducked off to bed. Which is the Australian way. That's like the Australian food, way. Dessert, a couple of drinks. Thanks for the night. It was a metaphor. Yeah. No longevity. Well, it was Whoa. just, yeah. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. how about that? We raced through. We, we raced through our food to get to the end, wow. and then we ran out of steam. Whoa. And we were putting the we – that's a very big wow. – that's, yeah. We, then, we live life like we're having a party, and they live life like they're having a panigiri. Yeah, that is so true. Wow. Just came, that just came to me. And the panigiri finished at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They we finished at, a lot of people finished at 12 midnight. Yeah. Us Aussies. Though you and I went late. You went really You late. went till 2, I went till 3. Come on, 2.45. 2.45, yeah. yeah. How's your little bit of mayonnaise? Oh, yeah, so I just added on. a little quarter of an hour on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, 20, uh, 25% exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much me to the T, actually. Um, but it was uh, – where was I going with this? It was remarkable that 
uh, they could be there till seven in the morning. The band is playing from what probably eight, eight o'clock at night yeah. till seven in the morning. No breaks. No breaks. Uh, breaking all the sleep rules. Yeah. Um, all OHS rules. All OHS rules. There was cigarette smoke. Cigarette, outdoor smoking. Outdoor smoking, outdoor drinking. There was so many things that break all the rules of what we're trying so hard to do. You know, we're talking about how people are now foregoing social occasions in order to fit in their eight hours of sleep each night. Yeah. And they would, the average Icardian would go to 12 Panagetis a year. Yeah. And they take days off, you know, in the middle of the working week. Yeah. And, and that's not an average of one a month. It's because, uh, you know, through winter, they don't really go to Panagetis. It's, they, all, in it's, the, yeah. it's all in the summertime. So there's eight months of the year of good weather where they're fitting in, you know, 12 Panagetis. Yeah, and the feast days. I mean, as we speak right now, there were two Panagetis on tonight. Tonight. I, I attempted to get to one of them, yeah. but it was not. You were right. itching to get it. Though. Well, I was itching to get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, um, it's just so humbling mm. and it makes you question so many of your own lifestyle essential beliefs, actually, not just yeah. your rituals, but what you believe about how to live. Yeah. And they don't do it by forcing it down your throat or sending you to a personal growth seminar. No. They just do it through There's no the way co- they live. No coal walking, is there? No, no fire walking. Observing. Yeah. And I think that's what we love about this trip. So if you're into this as much as we are, we invite you to apply to attend uh, our 2020 experience. Head on over to 100notout.com. It is uh, takes a special kind of person to be here. We have nine wonderful Aphrodites here. We have nine women with us, so they are the yeah. Icardian Aphrodites yeah. in 2019, and it has been a remarkable five days so Hasn't far. Hasn't it been so fantastic? It's been great. I did actually, I will say this, you know, openly, and I'll tell the Aphrodites this, I was nervous not having other guys. So, you know, we've really, we've had to, you know, not, not adjust the way in which we do it, but think carefully the way in which we speak and, you know, what we're talking about. But I tell you what, the girls have loved it. Like they've absolutely loved it. Yeah. Mm. It's been it's um, great. It's been a very special experience and yeah. uh, indulgently for us, we're only halfway through. So we are off to the Affiani's Winery tomorrow where Homer wrote parts of the Iliad. Hippocrates. And, uh, yes, Hippocrates um, even mentioned the winery that we're off to tomorrow and we're off to learn all about Ikari and honey mm. and pack our bags full of honey to yes. take home. Um, and olive oil. And olive oil. Mm. And uh, and then we've got an essential oil workshop um, literally where we go and pick five kilos of wild peppermint and distill it um, and learn about the Ikarian way of essential, essential oils mm. um, before perhaps another beach day, another good hike. Um and an incredible conclusion to mm. this adventure. So, again, if you'd like to join us in 2020, head on over to 100nightout.com um, for all the information. Um, to find out more about the great man, Damien Christoph, head on over to damienchristoph.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Share this podcast with a friend. Show them how podcasts work. You'll open up a whole new world for them. When you're in the iTunes store next, give this podcast a five-star rating. And until next time, yum us from us and continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.